The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and The Ticket fm.com Yeah, I'm standing up for this one now, y'all. I gotta get up. I gotta get up for this one. Oh, Nick, play it. Play it up. Turn it up a little bit. Let me see if Sheldon knows anything about it. Huh? Oh, no, I'm only doing the interview right now. Sheldon Jackson. I'll bring it downstairs with you. Hey, what's going on? Park. Of a of a of a twenty five part Sheldon Jackson Vershawn huh. Jackson interview, a twenty five part. It's gonna take us all year. You got okay? You got clearance for that? Right, man, listen, top flight, top flight security clearance. <laughs> Not that top flight. Okay, top flight all Uh-oh. the way from D.C. Baby, federal. Ooh, you know. Now, once we once we get that federal clearance, that means they know where you are. Top notch. Well, they knew where I was at anyway, so right. you can't hide. And why would we? Nah, it's no reason to. Now you got to come out of the closet. You got to come out. Well, I'm, whoa. When I, what? I, I when I say, listen, listen. Hold up. People pray. People pray in their closets. Okay? Oh, okay. 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 Get okay. your mind That's... focus. Focus. There you go. The only reason why I said come out of the closet is because, like, when we used to play hide and seek, one of the best places to hide was the closet. Okay? Go to yes, your closet and pray in private. Okay? So, when I say <laughs> when, when, when people are coming out, that means, you know, you, you hide in the closet and you come out. All of a sudden, it's it's good. You 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 everything's on the table. This is me. We're out. We're talking Husker football. Let's just let's keep a positive mindset. Listen, we're going nine and three next year. I said okay. it. I, I'm just putting pressure on Scott and the boys. We're going nine and three next year. We have a bunch Brandon. of new coaches, a bunch of new ideas, a bunch of new formations, a bunch of new players, and we are going to win. Wait a minute. Did you say you said a bunch of new coaches, oh, a bunch yeah. of you got new f- players, uh-huh. a bunch of new ideas, uh-huh. and with all this sense of newness, we're going to win with that? Absolutely. Anytime, because sometimes, sometimes you need you need change because Nebraska mm-hmm. right now is our our alma mater is experiencing change. 
there it's 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 things going on. There, there it's rumblings. It's like a, a a butterfly. You know, we got a a butterfly is kind of ugly. It's 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 crawling around. It's on the ground. It's all types of different colors and it's got hair on it. And then all of a sudden, it goes into a cocoon. Something happens, gets touched, and when it pops out, it pops out a beautiful butterfly. So I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to pop out a beautiful butterfly. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, the only the only problem I have with that, and everything you said is true, butterfly, caterpillar changes, cocoon, butterfly change, yeah. But the difference, it seems to me, who's trying to stop that caterpillar from becoming a butterfly? The birds. Okay. I'd imagine the the, the, the the little carnivores that run around the ground trying to eat some stuff up, or, you know, those cats. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right with that. Because when, when I think about college football and I think about our alma mater and I'm I'm reflecting back. Remember when we when I showed up, I, I can't speak from no one else's perspective or experience but my own. When I showed up in '94, the coaching staff had already been there, had probably been together for like at least a decade in most cases. Some case, some more. The the, the system had been in place for at least a decade, in, in some instances, some aspects of that system even longer. Uh, the philosophy, the the goals. Even though the goals change year to year, there are some goals that remain the same over the years. So even though I agree to a point when you say new, 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 that's fine. But you know, in all honesty, in the way and the competitiveness of, of Division One college football or sports in general, when you come in with new, it has to be tested. It has to be proven. It has to run its course. And a lot of times it takes years of getting it done to don't you. Say that Sheldon. before don't, before don't, before you can win. Don't you know what I mean? listen. Don't, I've been living Groundhog Day for the last four or five years. Actually, fifteen years. It's been Groundhog Day. Same old thing. Same old thing. Same old thing. And uh-huh. so, sometimes the way you did things, if you know it's proven not to work. You have to change. You drive driving a Dodge Challenger. It's got four hundred horse. You're trying to race a Viper. Mm. No matter how many times you race the Viper, unless there's a user error, you're gonna lose. So you have to upgrade the Challenger to at least the Viper and probably a Ferrari or a Porsche. Let me okay, so do you have so if you upgrade. Now upgrade makes sense. Reloading makes sense. So you have to get rid of that V eight that's sitting in that challenger and you gotta add two more cylinders to catch up with that Viper. That doesn't mean you have to go get a new car. You just have to change the engine. So you have to bring in something that, yeah, you do have to get something that's new, but you don't have to throw away the vehicle because uh with proper engineering, with the right staff, with the right chemistry, uh, I mean, do you ever watch NASCAR? You can actually get a V8 to run with a V12. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. All things being equal, V12 does beat V8. Like you said, unless you have user error. However, with the right chemistry, a V8 ain't no joke. And it should and it could, right, with the right persons behind the wheel, 
they could keep up and it could in some cases beat a v a v10 or a v12 now look at it this way if it's a straight drag race chances is good you can get a V8 to beat a, v, a V10. You, you can do, get you a gotta, Challenger to beat a, do a, a You got to do a lot of tweaking to do that, though. There's a lot that, of tweaking. That's the name of the game. Well, that's and, the and, name of the game. And here's the deal. I think Coach Frost, you know, I think uh, the friend that is Scott for us, I think that he's making some some key decisions. I think the, 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 the transfer portal as far as a quarterback – is going to be key. That could go. It could. It could be excellent for you. It could also blow your entire locker room up. And now, you know, the younger guys who just got, you know, uh, more competition, thinking that okay, Adrian Martinez left. Now I could be the guy. Now all of a sudden they're staring another guy in the face. One of the but questions. You know what? I'm. I'm listening. That's that's where pressure comes from. That's what you need. We talked about that yesterday. If you're the younger guy. And the guy in front of you leaves because of whatever. He's unhappy, whatever the case may be. And somebody else from some other school, like, oh, there's an opportunity over here. Let me go over here because I'm, I'm all this, I'm all that. I, I know I can get there and start. Now, you being the younger guy, you have not been that, in that position before being uh, uh, scout players, being third string, hey, being tenth string, seeing how long it's going to take for you to get on that field. What did you do? What did we do? We shielded Jackson. What? What? Listen. Oh, if you are, you have been at the University of Nebraska. It's 1997. Yeah. Junior year. Okay. They go and recruit someone in the transfer portal. Let's back up. It's 1996 because we were all just starting to really play at that point. They go Mm -hmm. get someone from the University of Virginia. Does he start over Sheldon Jackson? In my mind, the way you, the way I was brought up to play, absolutely not. So then, what's the point of going to get him? What's the point? Uh, you I got, listen, I you got to. It's to like having a house, movie. having some kids. You then all of a sudden you want to put your kids in the transfer portal, even though sometimes we might want to. We don't put our kids in the transfer portal. We continue to groom our kids mentally, physically. We feed them and we do all the things that it takes. In order for we to, to, to make them successful in life, we don't put them in the transfer portal. Well, so when you say putting them in there, like whose choice is it? Whose decision is it to go into the transfer portal? The kids, right? I agree, but I think sometimes it could be coaching too. That sometimes I, I would imagine. Again, I don't know, but I would imagine some coaches like you're going to the transfer portal. Perfect, let's go. You, that's easy. We, we we need a spot for your position because you're not playing anyway. So there are some people that are some athletes that are delusional and to thinking that they're supposed to be playing. But my point is, we can we got to get away from recruiting anything but guys who want to stick around for four and five years. And that's got to be, to me, that's got to be a rule of thumb when you walk into houses. I'm not just talking about Nebraska. I'm talking about in general because the transfer portal is nationwide. When you walk into a person's house, do you go and talk to mom and dad, the first thing you should be saying is, hey, we're not talking even about the transfer portal. We, I am not recruiting you so that you can transfer two years down the line. 
I am recruiting you because I want you to finish, to start your career at Nebraska and finish your career at Nebraska. And I'm going to dedicate myself to helping you develop as a man and as an athlete to put yourself in the best position to be a successful citizen in life. And also, if you want to go on to play football, maybe you'll put yourself in a position to be to play professional football, even though we know the odds are stacked against you. I agree with that. So you're saying that that's not taking place. Well, I'm 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 not saying that that's not taking place. I'm saying that okay. that's what needs to take place in order oh, okay. for us to be successful. We have to start. We have to start doing some things that might hurt a little bit. You know, it might right. it, it, it might not feel good to us. You know what I'm saying? It might not look good to us, but it's it's good for us. So is that a is that a change that's new? Because that's really old school, or is that simply an adjustment? Are we going? Are we? Are we? Are we throwing the Challenger out and going to buy a bigger, faster, stronger car, or are we are sticking with the Challenger and get, putting a supercharger on it? I, you know, I right now I think that you 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 stick with your Challenger, right, and you start you you rebuild that motor from the ground up. You know, not, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily be taken all the way to the block, but we want to it. I would agree it should, but <laughs> it sometimes, should. but sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Some pieces man, man. that's not broke, you, 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 leave it you alone. Keep up with the V10s. You got to keep up with the Michigan, hey, the you, Ohio State, keep, the F, you, all these other D1, whatever. Yeah, we got to go back and rebalance everything. We ain't got to replace. Or we got to get brand new nothing. Like, but we got to go back and blueprint this Joker. We got to get everything. Got to be specced, weighed. And we've got to shave off the fat. We got too much metal on this on this uh, tor- on, on, on this crank over here. We got to sh- trim that because that ass holding us back. That's too much weight. You know what? This is cast iron. We got to get an aluminum block. We got to. You know what? We got to get lighter. We got to get everything blueprinted. Everything got to get blueprinted. We got to get back to. Like you, like I think I mentioned before, you got to get back to the basics. Yeah, you got to get new tires. You got to get you got to get some fat, new tires, some fat boy tires. You do. You got to right, get fat right, boy tires. Right. You got to get some. You got to get some pipeline pancake tires. Okay, what kind of? say, like I said, those two same cars, right? If uh, if we are at Talladega, and it's a two mile long track, track, then we know that Vipers win ten out of ten times. The the, the V eight ain't got it. But if it's like one of those tracks where they have left turns and right turns, you might be able to keep up. Ah, and if, if there's a mistake, bug. if there's a mistake in the V10, the okay. V8 driver should be able to overtake. So how, how do we transfer that into what we're talking about in football? Well, if, if, if given everything the same, like you said, the, the, the thing that's the difference is the driver if everything was the same. But if you got more motor, you got more horsepower, you got a problem. Now, hey, let me ask you a question, okay, because – I'll do my I am, best. I am. Uh, I, I'm trying to put my wrap my mind around some of these numbers when we're talking about the NIL, right? And I just want to get your thought process on the NIL. What is it? What will it do? So I'm gonna read something real quick. It says, um, and this is on the OU message board, right? I've heard that Texas A&M has between $25 million and $30 million for NIL. That was as of first signing day. We're nowhere near prepared to dish out that kind of money. A&M's donors were extremely coordinated. The coaching staff would identify players they wanted. 
relay those to the point donor, and then that individual would work with various other donors to build an LLC that would sponsor the targeted player. And if you're hoping they'll just jump in the portal after year one, they are a step ahead of that too. They structured each player's deal as a multi-year contract. Leave AM and you leave money behind. What do you think about that? This is my first time even hearing about it. Um, so it's news to me. So it's a sound, it's a, help me understand this a little better. So you're saying that there are the, the, some comp, the companies are or the NCA, NIL are targeting or putting money towards targeting certain athletes that colleges can recruit? Players and, are getting – that's why I said come on out of the closet, Sheldon. Players <laughs> are getting paid now for their likeness and image. Oh, okay. So that's what you should, that's how you should have started out. With. Yes, that's, well, I thought you. Knew, I thought you knew the NIL. My bad. My bad. I mean, I, I was researching it while you were talking, but like I said, I don't. I have not been paying attention to this for a long time because my mind has taken me a different route. But as as you speak it now, you're talking about players now having the first for the first time or whatever having an opportunity to get paid off their likenesses that colleges and universities have been getting paid off of over. For how I many three, four, five generations of college football? Absolutely. I think it's a great. I think it's great. That is great. I think it's great. But yeah, does that? But but, okay. but is the, 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 the playing field level? If you got Texas A and M with twenty five to thirty million dollars, and you got Nebraska with five million dollars, is that is that the, does that level the playing field? Or what happens if a, if a team over here has five million, and they have twenty five million? What happens? Uh, I guess the team with the most money gets the best players. So, is the, when you look at it in this, the grand scheme of things, is the NIL a real good deal then for college football? Well, before I answer that question, what exactly is the university uh, is Texas doing to get that money to have so much money? Why is there such a huge disparity? You Nebraska's got a great following. Well, Nebraska's got money. I, so how I, is there a I huge disparity listen, you're, between you're, why, why is Texas is twenty five, Nebraska is five? Are you just throwing numbers I'm out there? Just, yeah, I'm pulling them out of the clear blue sky. I'm not. I don't know oh, what okay. Nebraska has. I don't know what they have to spend. We haven't heard that Nebraska had one million. Let alone, I think you know. I don't know how many millions Nebraska has okay. to spend on players. That's not. That's not kind of what I'm talking about. I'm kind of more on the point of because I don't want to make it just about Nebraska because these problems exist for every school now now if you're okay let i guess i guess the best way from my humble opinion if i'm looking at this through a, a a former player's perspective a former student athlete i remember how it was for me to struggle on those times when where i couldn't get home um, a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot of times when guys were able to go home for like spring break and summer and stuff like that, and during Christmas holidays, I was not. Sometimes I was not one of those guys. I was stuck. Are you School kidding? You mean, to, you mean to tell so, me that you couldn't afford that thousand dollar plane ticket back then? Certainly exactly you could. So we won championships is, back then. Certainly you could. What I said, we won championships back then. Certainly you could have afforded a thousand dollars. No. So <laughs> the point is, if. The schools, if the situation or system is set up now for athletes to get paid, I think it's a great thing. If there's a difference between how much an individual school has to spend, that's not my problem. If I don't see an issue with that, because 
the student your your concern is the students at your school. So if whatever reason this school has, like you say, uh, let's say this school has fifty, this school has a hundred, and this school has two million, just pull the numbers out of the sky. Be that as it may, you're responsible for the students that chose to come to your school. So now, if this deal is real and if, if it's going into play, the students whom which you have used their likeness to sell those tickets. You have used their likenesses on the posters, on the light poles. Man, I drive trucks. I've been through a lot of cities, and I've seen a lot of schools' postings with a lot of different kids on those pictures to sell the upcoming season. So now you get to pay those students. So be that as it may, whether you got a million, 50, or 100, pay those kids. And you better make it work. Now, Sheldon, we're getting ready to throw it to a break real quick just because that's what we do here at the radio station. But... I want to read something. Scott in, in Stonebridge Creek says, sounds like sour grapes. Life ain't fair. Nebraska needs to raise more money. Get better boosters. It's not fair, but that's life. When we come back, Sheldon, Texas is paying every office of linemen $50,000 every year. So, over a five-year career, if you redshirt, that's $250,000. We'll talk about that, and we'll have more when we return back with the captain for Sean Jackson on the ticket, 93.7. Cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car. With Vershawn Jackson on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Check, check. Yes. Nick. I am going to kill you, Nick, in a minute. Sheldon, I, I, I know you don't know who Nick is, but I want to I wanna attack and adjust Nick. I want to I wanna hit him with like a two combo. Me and you double-double him all the way in, into the cheap seats. Why? Well, okay. Why, did, why? Before we inflict pain and suffering, I have to have a justifiable reason in doing so. I need to, I need to back myself up here. Um... All I did was I forgot to hit one button. He's slacking, man. His, his mic was on. I just forgot to hit one button slacking. to where we I'm the rookie. Hear everything. And then you And then you wonder why I said it's too early in the relationship <laughs> for me to be bringing you guys food because then you, you think I'm supposed to keep bringing you the food. And I got to make sure that we're going to be in this thing for the long haul and you guys ain't going to try to hit the transfer portal on me. Uh. <laughs> well, if, if quarter, quarter one of those um, – Commercials, you better don't be the guy that eats what's brought. Bring what everybody else eats. <laughs> hey, that Casey's Pizza, man. Listen, I love Casey's Pizza, man. I'm telling you, every time I come down here, I get a piece of Casey's Pizza on the one right here on, uh, what is this, 48th out here? And it is the bomb of beef slice of pizza. Anyway, we're still here. I'm Vershawn. I'm back with Sheldon Jackson on part two of our interview that started yesterday. And I asked you a question to kind of ponder some things. 
Texas $50,000 a year for office of linemen. Mm -hmm. Is this a proposal or is this? this, No, this is real. This is law. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is real. This is law. This is, they are paying 50 G's per head. If you're an office of linemen over the course of your career. So now, you know, when you thinking about the, uh, uh, the transfer portal, you got to think, if I'm an offensive lineman, do I really want to cost myself $50,000? Especially if it's in year one, now you're talking $200,000. If it's in year four, you've made two hundred. you might, but at that point, you're probably playing. So I just look at that and I say, I kind of like that. If, if you're going to give, if you're going to pay players, go on and give them the money. Show me the money, right. Sheldon. Right. I would agree with that. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Like I said, if uh, coming back from, from a perspective of a, retire, of a once ret- school student athlete, yeah, that money is great. And that, that's, that, that's a tangible thing that you can use. I mean, don't get me wrong. A great education is, is paramount, right? That's, that's what we've been told. And that's fine. But something tangible? Yeah, that's, that's, money is a great motivator. In, in, the, in the world. Uh, as a driver, I've had an opportunity to mentor people from all over the world who flock to this nation to find work, to send money home to their families in various nations around the world. So you're telling me that a school has taken upon themselves to implement a system of offering their athletes something, not only a great education in a one of the better, best schools of the country, but offering them tangible assets, money that they can use at their discretion right now for all the blood, sweat, and tears that they've, they've sacrificed and poured into that university. That is, I think, by far a great thing. And if Texas implements it, it's only a matter of time before other schools uh, follow suit and do the same. Well, I, and I, I, I know we've got plenty of money to, as far as Nebraska is concerned. I, I know we've got plenty of money and plenty of donors. I don't know necessarily that we can necessarily compete with Texas, but we, we'll be right there when it comes to being. A, and plus, I don't, I don't know necessarily that you want to give these kids. They were talking about uh, the the quarterback from OU, uh, Caleb. They was talking about him getting a million dollar NIL deal, and I, I think you, when you start to get into that type of money. I mean, you're mm-hmm. basically now taking college sports and turning it into professional college sports. And I don't well, know if that is conducive to young people that are coming out of different situations in life and right. that haven't proven themselves to deserve the money. Now, are there some guys that, yes, they do, but – I don't know. I think you you you're setting a tough precedence when you start paying that type of money to college athletes. Well, look, at, I think you can look at it a couple of ways. Uh, one, uh, it is a professional game, even at the college level. It's professional for the coaches, and the coaches get professional pay. It's professional for the administration; they get professional pay. Uh, so, I I would agree with you. A million dollars is a bit much to one player. Is a bit much. That right there will make a mess in the locker room. What I propose, perhaps, make make it make there be a minimum simply because 
you are a student athlete in a university or a college. Make it a make a nationwide minimum. If you are privileged enough and you have the skill set for that particular aspect of college, because everybody can't play sports, and we know everybody are not going to play football, but for those who play sports, and you and that demand on that body is very vigorous compared to a student athlete that just goes to class and doesn't do anything else. And I'm not demeaning anybody that doesn't play sports. I'm just trying to set a precedent. If you are a student athlete and you and you have all these hours you have to give through the classroom commitment as well as the athletic commitment, there should be a minimum that you should get. Now, based off the sport, we know that certain sports make more than other sports. Yeah, I get that too. But the commitment has is identical. Just because I play football that grosses X number of millions of dollars to this university, and so let's say someone plays, uh, help me out, I don't know what sport, uh, some some schools, baseball doesn't produce the same amount of money. I, okay, I get that. However, the athletic program is the athletic program. And if you want to win, and one school is setting the precedent to pay its players, well, I think it's fair enough to say, all right, this is what we're going to pay you when you come to school here. In addition to your school, in addition to your education, you come to this particular school, we can we can guarantee you, at least for this year, you know, X number of dollars. And that's the flat rate as a student athlete, not as a football player or not as a soccer player or as a swimmer. That's the going rate for student athletes, period. I like, I like, I like, though – if you're going to do it because you're talking to AT, maybe you put you 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 start putting money into an account for them, and then when they graduate, you you bless them with that gift, you know, for their hard work. Because I think like if you keep banking, you keep banking the money that you're getting, you know, definitely the transfer portal's out because you got to think, man, I just bank X amount of dollars, and then when you become a starter, you get more money. So. Uh, Tiny Pig says, and, and listen, hit us up on the Sider Heyman text line, 464-5685. Let us know whether or not you think you like the NIL, you don't like, what's the pros, what's the cons. Tiny Pig says, hopefully those universities are educating these athletes in personal finance. I love that these athletes are getting paid. So, Sheldon, we got to get ready to go to a break. I want to definitely bring you back to the next segment. But – the next segment is going to be called Questions. So think about that. Questions for you, questions for me. If you guys got questions out there, hit us up on the Honda of Lincoln. This is 937 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Da-da-da-da. Hey, you know what? Before we take Sheldon out of here, we're going to take Sheldon out of here. And we got to send... Miss B. Jackson, his lovely wife, send her out of there with Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? We gotta send. I gotta remember that, Shell Biggie. We gonna send you out with 
Hopefully with that MJ again. And, uh, so just, I told you and your listeners, that's for everybody. Dude, I'm, 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 listen, that was that's that's definitely amazing. Now, listen, I just want to talk. I, I had to change gears again because the Charles Charles Thompson has a son named Casey Thompson. And he is a OU, a former OU quarterback that's in the transfer portal that could very easily help our program. I don't know necessarily if we want him though. So when you when you say we, are you talking about the the, the coaching staff or the Nebraska faithful? I would imagine. I would imagine maybe maybe both. I don't know. This is like I said. I know. I know Dad. I watched Dad play football. Right. I know he yes. comes from pretty good pedigree as far as that's concerned. Yes. What if if he's not the guy? Right. If Casey Thompson's not the guy, because we, we've been talking about this whole transfer portal, blah 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 blah. Then who is the guy? If you had to go out, and I know again, Sheldon, we we kind of. Um, kind of coming outside of our rock right now, and we really don't know a ton about what's going on in, in football land as far as this transfer portal thing. But if you are a current quarterback, again, I'm going to ask you this again, and you go get a guy in a transfer portal that's the same age as you, do you leave or do you go? Let me answer that. Make sure I understand your question. I am on a team currently. I'm the quarterback next in line. And the school or the coaches have to decide to go get another quarterback my age from a, through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. When that student shows up, your question to me is, do I leave or do I stay? Correct. I, well, okay, and i got to speak to my experience. I stay. Because we we talked before about kind of how I've gotten to where I I was and what brought me to Nebraska, and it was a it was about uh, some of the mentality that I was started out. They were beginning to condition me as a young player, and I'm sure a lot of guys can can attest to it. I was told that I needed to be I needed to believe in myself. I needed to deal with the controversy or deal with, or should I say, with the ad, adversity of playing this game. And so to answer your question, I stay simply because I, I, I need that pressure. I need that competition. That competition is, what's, is what makes us, it, it, it what shapes us a little bit. My, my father does not give me anything that I cannot handle. Uh, I know that my father loves, he cares for the things that I care about. So if I want to play football, I know my father's up there watching me play. So if my school decides to bring somebody else that might be that's my age, that might be just as good, I'm supposed to. I want to be a professional. I want to be the best. I'm supposed to be licking my chops right now to prove to my school, my coaching staff, that they made a bad decision bringing this guy. Or, or maybe not that, that this, this, this guy is a pretty good backup because this position is mine. Because I'm gonna do what do what's necessary to train myself, to discipline myself, to keep myself out of these all these various uh, situations that a lot of student athletes find themselves. Myself was one of those guys too. I got to keep myself out of those situations so that I can focus on 
what the task at hand is, what the team's goals are. So personally, I stay. Because what a lot of students forget, you can transfer all day until you're blue in the face. Just because you go to another school, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get a starting position over the guys who have already been there. It doesn't guarantee you're going to play. Well, this this Casey Thompson, right, he threw for 2,113 yards uh, and a Big 12 best 24 touchdowns with nine interceptions in 2021. He, he, he kind of battled – it says he battled through a thumb injury uh, for most, mo, most of the season. So, this is a proven guy. Now, he's 6'1", so it's not as tall, but he's a proven guy if he threw for that many yards. Didn't say how many he ran for, but does getting a guy for one year help a football team? No. Not a college team, I don't think. I, I think it would, to me, it, it seems like getting a guy for one year would hurt more than it would be to because now, to Right, because now all your offensive players – who may have had a bond, who may have been friends with that previous QB, and now this new guy shows up, and they've all read the stats you just uh, laid down, and they've seen that. He's proven in that particular system. He's proven against those opponents. There may be some similar, some not, but he's proven in with that coach, with that coach's system, with the time that students spend with that offensive coordinator. He knows the tweaks. He knows the calls. He knows all that. In that system, he's demonstrated the results that you just laid down. Now we're bringing him into a new system, or should I say a different system, with a different group of guys, and who knows whether or not these linemen who are, who are not getting paid because it's not Texas are going to want to protect this quarterback the way they protected the previous guy. So you can't say that just because he did that there, even though he is proven, he's a solid young man, is, is, it, is it safe to say or assume that he can produce the same results in this new environment? Uh. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. All right, so we're in a we're in a viper. When it's like an eight speed viper, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of fast forward to the guy that is called AB, and he through his agents put out a statement as to his side of the story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you had a chance to read that. You did. Okay. I've read his side. I've read the, the uh, um, B.A. side. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's very, very peculiar to me. Tread lightly. The Sullivan, the great trainer Sullivan, Sully, from Nebraska, used to ask the question to us, and he he, he made sure he drove it home. Are you hurt or are you injured? Right. If you are hurt, you can continue to play. If you're injured, you're on the sideline with no pads on watching because your injury is significant that it's called an injury and you're not hurt, you're injured. That means you don't play. Now, did some guys play injured? Absolutely. But 
in AP's uh, rebuttal, if you will, he says, I played, they wanted me to play injured. And I just found that kind of odd that they would say, I wanted him to play, that, or that, that the team wanted him to play injured. And then as we see him dancing and jumping up and down. See, I was ready to give him an apology because I went in on him. And I'm, I was still ready to give him a, 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 an apology after I read this. I was almost there, and I begin to think, this is just a play on words. This guy ain't – he wasn't injured or hurt. Mm. How do you dance and jump your way off of the football field and say that you're injured or hurt? Touche. Uh my initial opinion about all of this is straight mess. This is straight mess. It, there's no reason this dude deserves all this hype and all this press. But because it's such a it's such a national event, if you will, and it's uh, on a national stage, you got to talk about it. So, yes, being a professional, and I'm not I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want to come down to belittle anybody's situation. I don't know what he's thinking or what is going through his. I know what he said. I don't know what's going, what's really going on in his mind. In all my years, weren't very many. In all my years of playing, no one has ever made me play injured. And I remember Sully even saying that. If you said not only to us as a team, but he would always say it to us individually. If you were injured, then there's there's no way I'm putting you on that field. Because at the end of the day, I get it. You can't. You, it's a tough game. Modern-day gladiators, we get that. But they know that if you're injured, you're not going to help the team win. Even I have to have a little more faith in my backup guy. Remember, in NFL, everybody's getting paid. So my, um, that, that particular player's backup receiver has got to be halfway decent to some degree. He's getting paid. So if this guy is truly injured, Maybe I don't. I don't see them saying you're going to play or we're going to fire you. That, that's that's grounds for all kinds of problems in the NFL. I mean, granted there are some, but that's grounds for all kind of litigation. That, but I think that's the Dulo twist that that it seems like AB is trying to twist this whole thing into that type of conversation. That mm-hmm. it's not his fault that he took his pads off. And, and and threw him on the ground. It's not his fault that he took his shirt off and threw him on the ground. It's not his fault that he danced his way and bobbed his way all the way off the field. I I, I beg to differ with that. I don't care about the whole thing of oh well, uh uh. Well, they they keep saying that mental illness is real. It is real. But people that are mentally ill don't say after. Well, people do say this, but. People that are mentally ill should not be playing in the National Football League. Mm. They should not, because they're that good, get to play in the National Football League. They're mentally well, ill. Let's keep them. Let's go get them some help. That says a lot. If 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 someone said that uh, NFL players are not mentally ill, I remember quite a few psych evaluations that I was under. And I remember the combine where they do a lot of questioning Q and A's to give an idea of who you are, where you come from, before anyone ever has the chance to draft you. They drill you. 
So it's not it's, if someone is of uh, of the sense of a, having a, a mental illness of some kind. I'm pretty sure these former FBI agents would be able to figure that out before you get to your fifth or your eighth or your tenth year in the NFL. All, however, I could be wrong. Nobody's perfect. But to speak to what you just said, even if you are injured and you cannot play, do you parade off the field in such a spectacle, raising all this drama over a situation? I think if you're injured, to the best of my ability, I've been injured before with an ankle injury. And yes, you can stand on the sideline respectfully and professionally supporting your team uh, and then when it's over and, and nobody will say anything about you. No one's going to say anything about you, at least not to you. They come over, hey, man, I'm sorry you hurt. Dang, bro, you know, we're going to go out here and get this win for you, man. Man, we appreciate it. You know, that's what I remember as a player. Now, have things changed? I don't know, but it's possible. But as a player in a professional sense like this, you would think that someone would be injured and be injured. If they force you to play, you can still stand there and peacefully protest. Man, I can't go out there with my pads on without taking my shirt off and all that other stuff. I think you can do that on the sideline uh, without bringing all that attention to yourself just to raise all this drama. This is unnecessary. Unnecessary. Sider Heyman text line is 464-5685. I'm going to read a couple uh, Anonymous says, if athletes are going to get paid massive sums of money in addition to the free education that they get paid, then research mm. scientists should be getting paid also. Ultimately, they provide a lot more benefit to the world than athletes do. But we all mm. know that hell will freeze over before that happens. That's an interesting point. Um I, I agree. So, I mean, research scientists that are doing good for the for humanity definitely need to get paid. But that is not what you have those big donors for, right? So you, I mean, research scientists can do research, but that takes money. Gene, so that Gene, Mean Gene in Lincoln says, "Wait, wait, wait." Frosty got killed for not bringing Joe Burrow in for one year. The horror. I don't. I thought Joe Burrow had more than one year, though. Joe Burrow had like two years. He he didn't just have so hey Gene and mean Gene and Lincoln, uh, Joe Burrow had more than one year. He had I think he had two years for sure. I think he was at LSU for two years, so he had two years in defense of Joe Burrow. I mean, but you know he did get killed for 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 that. You know, but in defense for Joe Burrow, he had two years. Uh, Scott says, "Well, I hope they the linemen don't want to do what they did for Adrian." I mean, again, it, it scheme puts you in bad situations. And to me, when you have the pipeline pancake, when you have when you have big offensive linemen up front, you got to let those big boys eat. And the only way they eat is by pancaking. They got to have some pancakes. And you get pancakes not by pass setting, but by running the ball. Mm. Anonymous says, VJ, you're absolutely right. For a guy with the ankle injury, A.B. was pretty damn nimble uh, uh, getting off the field. I said that. Casey, Casey Thompson has two years, though. That's that, – whoa, that, that changes the game, right? Nick, is that right? Two years, Casey Thompson? That's That kind of changes the game a little bit. Drumsticks. Two years? Yeah, two years. They say Casey Thompson 
he has two years. And I mean, the guy threw for he threw for more uh, touchdowns than he did picks. Um, Texas thought he was a good quarterback. You know, he played. He 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 hurt his thumb, but I'm saying, do we 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 talked about taking a quarterback in the transfer portal, right? That's been the 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 theme. And my mindset is, unless you get a guy that is a, a PT peer, that's a prime time player. I think you fight with the guys that you have in house. You figure out a way to fight with Logan Smothers. You figure out a way. What's his name? Harbart. Did I say that right? I call him. I, I can Harburger. Heinrich Harburg. Ha, Heinrich. Harburg. 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 You fight wow. with Harburg. You fight with, the I think, uh, Torres that's from San Antonio. You got to fight with what you got, and you got to be able to bring some people up. And if they don't do what they're supposed to do on the football field, next man up. Right. Next man up. It right. says, what are three easy things? This is for you, Sheldon. What are three easy things this coaching staff can do with this team to win eight games this next year. Goodness gracious, man. I talk about on the spot. I, I don't know enough about what they've been doing. Three easy things, I think. Uh, one, conditioning. I remember, all, uh, I can go back on it later, but conditioning would be the top of the line. Uh, number two, provoke some, some sort of nasty competition during practice. It's almost classic conditioning where you can conditioning, but also, like I said, provoke some type of nasty competition in practice to find some mean streak collectively across the board with these kids uh, and then promote it and then encourage it. And then number three, uh, do what you said. Don't bring in somebody in such a, to be a leader, find that leader from within. Okay. So there you go. Drumstick. Uh, Anonymous says, I am so happy for Joe Burrow that he didn't come here. Me too. Things would have turned out differently for him if he had, and it wouldn't have been good. The dude dodged a bullet. I, you know, I, I, I agree with that only because, like I said, my little cousin is Devin White, and they were able to, after Devin left, even he was there one year with Devin, but they were able to win the championship. So I do say, listen, there's paths that set for everybody. Hopefully you can walk in your path and it's the right path that will keep you on a the right level, the right uh, mindset. And to me, Joe Burrow, everybody was upset that Scott didn't take him. But in that sense, Joe Burrow, was, it, it was great that Joe Burrow did not come to Nebraska because he won a national championship. Would he have won a, na- a national championship at Nebraska? Probably not. I think he could have changed some things. Maybe some guys don't leave because you have a Joe Burrow. But LSU had a football team around Joe Burrow from start to finish, from the offensive side to the defensive side of the ball. They had a football team around him. So I think he walked right into his – he walked into where he was supposed to be, and he made the most of it. And, and, you know, shout out to Joe Burrow, man. Shout out that – I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks to me – in the NFL right now. Shout out to LSU for giving him an opportunity. I played with his brother. I know his other brother who played at Nebraska. I played for his dad at the Iowa Barnstormers. So they come from all, you know, you got 
Huskers through and through. And just because you're a Husker through and through don't always mean you have to go to Nebraska to be successful. Sometimes you got to go somewhere else and get tried by fire. Hey, we got another segment coming up, Shell. If you stick stick with me a little bit, uh, we're no going to take a break. Uh, Nick is on the ones and twos. VJ is the captain. We're on the ticket, 93-7. With Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Okay. Okay. You are back with the captain, Vershawn Jackson. We're on the ticket. 93.7 FM Sports Radio. Lincoln, we are in the building. Listen, I'm talking with Sheldon Jackson, three-time national champ, former Buffalo Bill, my friend, uh, my teammate, my uh, uh, iron sharpens iron. We help mold each other as we practice, being that we practice a lot of the same plays uh, a lot of times. Sheldon, I want to apologize. There was times that I knew – when we was too tight and set, I'm going to go to the back side, so my job is a lot easier. I'm going to put you on the front side because we know that you're going to get exposed in meetings if you don't block. <laughs> now, before we before I get your rebuttal to that, I'm going to go back to the Sauter Heyman text line, okay? And we got to go back. I got to go back. Um, drumstick, ask the question. He said, what is your Mount Rushmore for Husker defensive ends? So, Sheldon, you got to be thinking because I'm getting – I don't even – matter of fact, I don't even need you to think. I need you to say, VJ, you missed one because I'm going to give you my Mount Rushmore of defensive ends. Here it is. You ready for this one, Sheldon? Spill it. Grant Winstrom. Neil Smith, Broderick Thomas, Mike Rucker, Jared Tomich, Dwayne Harris, Mike Crow, Dante Jones, Chad Kelsey, Adam Carricker, Kyle Vandenbosch, Jay Moore, Zach Potter, Travis Hill. Boom! Beat me. I can, Beat I can me. totally agree with all of that. Give me somebody. Hey, call in the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685, or the Sider Heyman text line. Four six four five six eight five, and tell me if I miss somebody, I might have missed some of the older guys. Let me know. Text me and let me know. I know somebody's out there on the computer trying to figure it out, but I beat you to the punch. Give me somebody better than the guys that I just gave you on the field. And I, you know, I miss Demario Williams too, but I don't look at him as a a, a rushing. He's more of a a hybrid outside linebacker. So, I was thinking Troy Branch, but I think you. I think he would be one of those as well. Yeah, a hybrid outside linebacker, Troy Branch. Yeah, absolutely, outside linebacker type. But I mean, the guys who put their hand down. When I think, when I think um, defensive end, I think guys who are putting their their hand down and they have one response: 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They done hit me up. You are so right. I miss Trev Albers, man. Sheldon, you're supposed to have my back on there. I miss Randy Gregory. I miss Willie Harper. Well, listen, you said that you – and I, you're right. I probably should have mentioned that to you, but you said you had it locked down. And I know, but I, I, I knew I was going to miss They did come back with the, the legitimate Trev Alberts. Isn't he like the current athletic director now? Dude, Trev used to sling me around like a little rag doll, but he also taught me a lot about football. And so I, how did you, how did how did I you miss, miss that? I, listen, and he wore number 34. He was. Out. How did you Listen, miss that? You, you remember when they used to see me out there at tight end with number thirty four on and be like, "What is wrong with that picture out there?" Yes, I do. It's kind of the same way with Trev, where they didn't necessarily say what's wrong with that picture because they saw Trev and he was big and he was six four, six five, and he was coming off the edge. But wearing number thirty four, you normally don't see that. So, yeah, I, I I straight tricked that one off. Trev Albers, man, big time. Randy Gregory, I mean, that was one of the best. They say Derry Nelson. I need to look that one up, Mean Gene and Lincoln. Uh, give me a little history on, on Mr. Nelson, Mean Gene. Um, I love – listen, angry Rams guy. I love Randy Gregory. I just I just missed him. I, I got so juiced up on my 15 guys that I forgot to look a little bit deeper. You you know when you when you give a list like that, I mean, you got to know your – you got to know your history, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know – all the history that I should know. But when I first talked with you yesterday, when you started talking about the there was a, a rush linebacker, a rush uh, defensive end from Baylor that we talked about, you, you mentioned. And I said, look, I can't start off this conversation talking about anybody else or promoting any other defensive end but the ones that went to the school I went to. And, that, and the first name I mentioned was the guy that I had to go up against the very first time I put my hand on the ground, and that was Dwayne Harris's. Dwayne Harris. So you think you start usually? I think you start with that person if you played. If you played, you start with the person you competed against the most. On my way, and everybody else that you mentioned during the time that I played, yes, they fall into that category. Now you also mentioned a freshman, a guy that was a freshman on my on my way out the door, who I thought was a was a beast, and that's that was, that was uh, uh, Vandenbosch. Yeah, well, Vandenbosch. you know who else I, I miss? You know who else I miss? And uh, I, listen, I should get smacked for this one. I miss Chad Kelsey. Yeah, you did. Dang. Hey, he hit me with the Mount Rushmore, bro. There's so many defensive ends that was great players at Nebraska. It's pathetic. Well, I, when he, when you ask that, what, what is your Mount Rushmore? I'm thinking about the mountains, right? I'm thinking about the presidents on the mountain. Aren't there, like, only five on that depictions of, of the presidents on that? I mean, I could be wrong. Somebody correct me. Five or six presidents. I think I, I thought you only had five or six choices to make uh, your top five or top six so you're, you you spotted off almost a dozen guys I, that's only because i you if now if you ask me to rank them that'd be no don't do that that'd be don't yeah that. I, no i want to do that i think that's don't important that. that somebody who actually played ranks them now my ranking is going to be different than your ranking you might like a guy more than i like a guy but i'm telling you right now when i'm thinking about rushmore that reason why i didn't just stop with five because i'm like how can I only stop with five? I mean, the first right. five on my list was my list was Grant Wistrom, Neil Smith, Brodrick Thomas, Mike Rucker. Right. Kind of hard to beat that. True. So, I mean, True. you know what but I'm saying? I was, like I, said, I, was, I was thinking that you had five choices. 
or six choices based off the presidents on at a car from the side of that mountain. That is called Mount Rushmore, right? I listen. I understand, but my Mount Rushmore would be all these guys. Okay. I'll figure out. Hey, listen. I'll figure out a place to play them. I know how to come on. So let's say we only play five. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have five big heads. I'll have another five little heads, and I'll have five smaller heads than that. Oh <laughs> my God, Jeremy just hit me up. Yeah, I said Jeremy. No, you wrong. I the, the the next guy that I said after Mike Rucker was Jared Talmadge. So I got yeah, Jared, I, yeah. I got Jared. I got Jared Talmadge. I got Damone. I got uh, Dwayne Harris, Mike Crow. I got. We're coming I got from a, a different lot. place, BJ. Huh? See, we're coming from a different place. Like, yeah, the Nebraska faithful has all. Especially if you've been a fan for a long time, you can go back because you've watched all these players play, and you're speaking to what they've accomplished, and that's great. I'm going from what I experienced based off who who knocked the, the snot out of me every single time on at practice. So yeah, I agree with you. All those other names you mentioned, they were before us deserve their place. But I didn't play against those guys. I, I know, but, but see, right when there. you when you were born and raised in this thing, you can't mm-hmm. it, you, and you watched Neil Smith Neil Smith and Broderick Thomas come off that edge, bro. Yeah. Bro, it, it it was a it, it was a different deal, man. It was a different deal. And so I just, I to me, I like to call myself a historian. And I'm going to have to go back into the 70s and see some guys out there because I know I miss more guys. But uh, Leo says, Mr. Jackson, great show. I am so much enjoying your show with Sheldon Jackson, a couple of smart guys. Thank you, Uh-oh. Leo. We, we talked about this, Sheldon, how Coach Osborne, from my perspective, talked – he recruited not only athletes, but he recruited smart guys. Would you would you agree with that? Totally agree with that. I think during the time that you and I were there, um, I, I'm not the smartest, never claim to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't need to be. Uh, but I do recall there was a lot of guys accomplishing a lot of things in the classroom with regards to uh, academic awards and stuff as it goes. I remember the first name that popped in my mind was uh, – John Datiska? No, I'm sorry, his brother, Robert Datiska. Big, big, big Rob. Big Rob. You know, Rob. I, I've right. got to get Rob on the show. I'm yeah, calling so, Rob, and I'm, I'm going to bet it's only a matter of time before he show. hears this, and he'll give you a call. But I'm yeah, going. I'm going I would to agree. Get him on the show. I would totally agree that Coach Osborne tried to select the right guys for the job coming into Lincoln. Uh, representing the school well, representing the team well. Uh, I mean, not, there's no perfect recipe. You know, there's always issues. But for the most part, I think he tried his best to, to select the smartest guys he could. Because, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't understand, I guess, and that's what we, we're here to kind of help them understand. The power, the option game is not just simply you go out there and block the guy in front of you. That the moment that guy who's head up to you moves inside shade of you, there's a whole different set of uh, rules that you have to abide by. The moment that same guy, if he shifts to you to two positions to the outside of you, there's a whole nother set of rules that you have to apply that you have to learn. So those playbooks were just as thick as most Bibles. And the way Coach Brown taught us, and you know, you had to know everybody's position, not just your own. Damn. You had to know the other, the, the wing back, the, the 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 slot receiver. You had to know all the positions, and we were tested on that. So it wasn't simply just go out here and let's just throw a pigskin out there and see what those guys can do. You were dr- you were drilled, you were conditioned 
you were drilled and you were conditioned. And I think there was a little more drilling and conditioning. And then you practiced. Okay, so and then you went out and played. So and, and I definitely Sheldon, but let's let, let me let me let me go back real quick, okay? Because the Mount Rushmore is starting to kind of poke me a little bit. Oh, so I'm gonna give you my top four. Neutron, you're gonna get my top four. I don't know if that's Jimmy Neutron, but it's Neutron. Okay, so my top four defensive ends. I don't. <laughs> Okay, it would be – I'm going to go with Grant Winstrom just because his motor never stopped. Yep. Neil Smith because to this day he's still longer. His, 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 his wingspan is longer than the room that I'm in right now. And I think that's hard to to, to to defend. I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine if we had to block Neil Smith? I can't even imagine. That. I, I can, dude. I can, and I can tell you why. I'm not saying that we that Neil is not a great player. It's the it's the it's the it's the pressure that we talked about when we showed up here. We were good where we came from, but when we got here. We recognized that there was some grown men out there playing football that we physically in the beginning, could not match. We could not match up to. But because of the, the heat that was applied to that pressure, we went in and began to train with those guys. We began to feed off their work ethic. We began – so you would have been working with Neil Smith. You would have seen how hard he killed it in the weight room, and you would have matched it, or you would have developed till you could match it. The same way we did when we got there, when we got there with those who were there, the line, running backs, I mean, sorry, the Russians who were there when we got there. You would have matched it. If you got to see the playing field during the time that we played, you had no other choice but to match it. So I'm going to say no. I think he's, I know he's great. I'm not denying that. But I think you would have become great as well, Man, I, this, because you compete against them. Shell Biggity, I, you can say whatever you want to, bro. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't want to have to have blocked Neil Smith at all. It's almost like, you know, I'm quite, you were up there in, in Buffalo. You had to block uh, Bruce Smith, right? Correct. How was that? Well, I remember the conversation, right? I went out there thinking I was going to try to light his world up. And Bruce did the same thing to me. Dwayne did. It was just like punch and pull, punch and pull. Get out of here, kid. And yes. then that's when one of the, the one of the the uh, pros, one of the longtime pros, even Thurman Thomas was running back at the time. He was like, "Look, I see what you're doing. Yeah, keep him off of me, but understand we don't we don't do all that up here." Yes. And because they all know I came from Nebraska, they knew they every Nebraska has a reputation. At least back in the and those at that time frame had a reputation. We hit all practice every day. We hit. And so when I got to Buffalo, they was like, man, I see it. That's good. That's great. But check this out. We don't do that here. So I really didn't get to hit Bruce or get get into it with Bruce the way I did with the running with the linebackers and with the rush ends, the defensive end that I had in Nebraska. It was no it was no comparison. In other words, I would put your four. I would put my four would be the ones I played with. Which would Dwayne, be? Dante, Jared, and Grant. Those four and, and, of course, a whole host of other guys that were on the team back then are the ones that made me who I am on the field. Neil, as great as he is, 
didn't make me who I was, or who I am, who I became. Yeah, but he's on my Mount Rushmore. He's got to be. Grant Wistrom, Neil Smith. I'm, I'm going to go with Trev Alberts, and I'm going to go with Dwayne Harris. I, I totally respect that. Those brothers have gone through the same thing. We've all gone through that muck together. And hey, I respect that. So Brad Brad from Baldwin says Willie Harper had twelve years in the NFL. Willie Harper was awesome. I I'ma do a I'ma do a um I gotta research Willie Harper just to get more understand exactly who he was. Now we was talking about Nelson though, right? And so they sent it back. Mean Gene from Lincoln sends back and he says, Nelson attended Fairmont Public School where he received all state honors in football. Right, uh, he lettered in baseball as a pitcher. He walked on to the university. So the the walk on programs here. He walked on to the university. Um, he basically, as a senior, he was a captain of the defense that gave up nine point one yards. He finished with fifty seven tackles, forty two solo, two fumble recoveries, and one pass defended. So deflected. So I, I, hey, I am a guy who, if I say something and I make a mistake, I stand corrected. And if you can bring me some facts guess what i'm gonna do accept them right mm-hmm. now this is Rashawn jackson i am on the ticket with sheldon jackson 93.7 sheldon come back with me again we'll be right back for our last segment and we will close the show out big show coming tomorrow big show coming tomorrow aaron graham the all-american along with will shields the hall of famer the guy that never missed the game we'll be right back at you Man, Sheldon, you every time I, I I don't know, it's so stuck in my brain now. Michael Jackson just Nick's over here bobbing and weaving, and I'm like, okay, come back in with Michael Jackson, and and then he does it, and I'm like, dang, man, we could do this every – I mean, for the next four or five hours. But Sheldon, we are coming to the close of the show. Okay. I'm going to give you the next minute to kind of give us your parting ways lesson of the day. Parting ways for the rest of the day. Yeah, we part lesson, person. lesson, lesson. Give us something from Shell Biggity. I mean, we're we're closing. So in closing, you know, sometimes you know, in school when they they said your close your what's the last paragraph? What they call it? Conclusion. So in conclusion, mm-hmm. what would you leave the ticket fans, Husker fans, fans in generals with? What? Just give us something, man. I'm just asking for a little advice. Okay. I'll do my best. Uh, uh, I would say, especially the fans. So we're talking about football, talking about the university, talking about the present team, the present coaching staff. We're talking about those kids. Uh, I remember being one of those guys. I remember their media kind of ripping me up with a mistake I made on the field, and it, I didn't know how to accept it. I didn't know how to take it. And then, you know, the the media can be harsh. We all, we know this. The media can be very cynical. It can be very rude. I mean, like you mentioned before in our conversations that we were kids. We came there as kids. We left as young men. But technically now, you know, in our ages, we were still kids when we left there. And the one thing I guess I would impart on the listeners uh, as you watch 
the college game and you passed before you pass judgment on these kids, just try to look at it through their eyes. Uh, I do believe for the most part, these kids are doing the best that they can and they're trying to win. It's not easy out there to win when a lot of when you have kids who used to come to Nebraska from Nebraska are now going to other schools to compete against Nebraska as well as all these kids you used to be able to recruit across the country are no longer coming to Nebraska so it is a battle in the recruiting arena before it even becomes a battle on the gridiron so I guess my humble request if any if people will accept is to be encouraging uh, they say, "What you can win more flies with honey than you can with vinegar, or something like that." Mm. Uh, you, if you want these kids to get out there and continue to bleed for you, if you want them to suffer through hurt and injury, and a lot of kids who leave their families or want to come to Nebraska and leave their families in California, leave their families in Florida, leave their families in Texas to come to Nebraska. Then the and I think there are many people that are doing this, but you've got to be uh, the most encouraging group. Doesn't mean you can't be tough on them, but you still have to be the most encouraging, well receiving, and a group of people that kids would want to come and leave their home states to come to Nebraska for. Perfect. Listen, Sheldon, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time. I appreciate everything you go. We gotta go. This the ticket.